let me tell you about Built Bar. Um, if you <laughs> have a sweet tooth like I have, you get to the end of the day and it is really difficult to be able to do anything but prowl because I have sweets every single night, every single night of my life. I grew up in a bakery um, and uh, I need something to satisfy that sweet tooth. Well, Built Bar can do that for me. Built Bar made with real chocolate. It is uh, a protein bar. It's healthy for you. It's not a diet bar, um, but it is a protein bar with four net carbs uh, in it, about 120, 130 calories, and it will 100% satisfy your sweet tooth. I mean, their their, uh, chocolate... um, uh, coconut absolutely tastes like an uh, a mounds bar. I mean, tastes exactly like it. They are friendly to your waistline. They are friendly to your health. It is built.com. Go there now. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your order right now. That's promo code BEC15 at built.com. A, a quite quite a uh, quite an amazing show coming your way here in just a second. Stand by. of the world are upon us what will america do the stories that just came out yesterday are overwhelming i was on uh, tucker carlson last night about 40 minutes into the program and so i was listening and watching the rest of the program and they had expert after expert on to talk about the earth shattering moves that were made yesterday uh, on a myriad of topics and every single one of them related to the Great Reset. It is the answer to the cancer, but we are running out of time and we must first educate ourselves on what it is. We begin in Washington in 60. You know, I wonder how long it is uh, that we're all going to listen to these so-called experts, the ones who have been wrong on almost everything, the ones who have called us crazy conspiracy theorists, uh, people that don't know what they're talking about. Uh, where's your uh, where's your degree in economics, et cetera, et cetera. They, these experts were the ones that told us spending's not going to hurt. Um, the uh, we can shut down the economy and bring it back and uh, we can have, uh, you know, a, a perfect economy. Um, And it's not going to hurt it if we just close it down for 15 days. They were wrong on that. They were wrong on the economy. They were wrong on job loss. They have been wrong on inflation. Your inflation is now costing you an additional $5,000 a year. The average family is now forking out an additional $5,000 
every year just because of the inflation rate that we have right now. So they told us that it's uh, temporary. It's not going to be a problem. They're not going to have to raise interest rates. Now the Fed is damn near freaking out, saying that they have to pull all this money back and they're going to start raising interest rates. Please stop listening to these so-called experts. They are wrong, and I believe many times intentionally wrong. Their goal is not your goal. American financing has your goals in mind, and they are not going to put you into something that is fly-by-night. They're not going to put you um, behind an eight ball. They're not. They work for you and not the banks. They don't take any kickbacks from the banks or anything else. So if you need to refi, you need a new mortgage, or you want to consolidate your loan, I highly recommend you make that phone call today. It's AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or 800-906-2340, 800-963, let me see if I have that phone number right, 2440. I have the whole phone number wrong, sorry. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. I'm sorry, I, I'm using different screens and everything is so small and I am, uh, I'm away from our regular studio. I'm still broadcasting from home because I'm riddled with COVID, just riddled with it. Uh, so uh, pardon me for that. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So we found out a couple of things yesterday that are quite disturbing, quite disturbing. Uh, Yesterday, we found out that in North Carolina, they're going to start doing operations uh, against domestic terrorists. These are people that uh, want to overthrow the government, et cetera, et cetera. They're doing all of these exercises. This is the Bubba effect. This is what the special forces told me in the Carolinas back in 2004, I think, that there would come a time. Well, we are at that time, and special forces are going to be doing exercises in the next couple of months in the Carolinas, fighting pretty much guerrilla warfare against domestic terrorists. So now, I don't have a problem with that if you're a domestic terrorist, but how are you defining that? We also found out yesterday that apparently the education secretary, Cardona, was the one who asked the National School Board for the letter comparing the protesting parents to domestic terrorists. The uh, education Department of Education is denying that. Of course they would, but we we don't know for sure. Fox News says they have um, gone through the memos and they can prove it, but we'd like to see the evidence uh, of that. That is extraordinarily disturbing. That means the guy who is our head of our education uh, for the uh, country he served originally as Connecticut's education sen- uh, uh, secretary. He is a big fan of teachers becoming much more woke. He promoted resources on microaggressions while he was in um, uh, Connecticut. He is a lefty, and he's pushing it. Now, the, the word comes out is that he actually wrote and said, can I get a letter from the school board describing these guys as engaged in domestic terrorism um, and, uh, and we'll follow up on that. 
if that's true, that means the Biden administration is leading the assault on the American people. That should not come as, honestly, a surprise to anyone. We also found out yesterday that there is a new DOJ domestic terrorism unit. Um, The Justice Department officially announced yesterday a domestic terrorism unit. Uh, This was during the opening remarks uh, for testimony uh, about the Capitol riot. This is extraordinarily disturbing because they are looking at you and me as domestic terrorists. Joe Biden was in Georgia, what was it, yesterday or the day before, and he was talking about the filibuster, and he was talking about this, no, uh, quote, you know, new Civil Rights Voting Act. It's not. It's a one-party bill. Don't give it any credibility by calling it a Civil Rights Act. It is a one-party bill. It is a way for one party to take control of absolutely everything at the federal level. It is extraordinarily dangerous and must be stopped. So they are now saying, Joe Biden said, that if you're, not with, if you're not with him, you are with the Confederacy. That you are actually a follower of Jefferson Davis if you don't follow him on this filibuster and the, the uh, new one-party bill that they are pushing. So now they're looking at domestic terrorists, and we can't get any real answers on anything there is no transparency let me ask you does your government work for you or not is our government afraid of even our elected leaders yesterday it was on full display that the answer is no can you please play the long version of uh, the testimony in front of uh, the senate with ted cruz asking uh, our justice department and fbi was anybody involved from the fbi in January 6th, listen to this and tell me who is the servant and who is the slave. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well. There are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, 
that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Thanks. Uh, that is extraordinarily disturbing uh, that they are not answering any questions. Now, they picked Ray Epps up in, uh, I think, November. They interviewed him. They will not release any of the transcripts, any of the information. Why is this coming to light right now? He didn't do anything illegal. Saying go into the Capitol is protected free speech. Uh, that is, it is insane that all of these people are being charged with uh, criminal trespassing and everything else just for walking into the Capitol. But strangely, Ray Epps, the guy who is telling everyone to walk into the Capitol, never actually walked into the Capitol building himself on that day. So he encouraged others. He was opening the doors, but he never did anything. Um, we don't have any idea. We know this guy was an oath keeper. He, the oath keepers were involved with the FBI informants, uh, which was about half of them on the Governor Whitmer kidnapping case. This could very well likely be, especially as we find out what the school board uh, it, it was requested by the Secretary of Education. This seems to be a pattern possible possible pattern the question that i have is where is the transparency and is anyone going to be held accountable they are not afraid of our senators they are not afraid of congress i get nailed because they'll say the new york times said i was inciting violence when i was saying don't go to the capitol don't react this way but I was saying I could understand how people are frustrated and feel this way because I can. The New York Times wants to cancel my podcast, my radio broadcast uh, and the blaze and want to put us on a, a, a list. So we our voices cannot be heard because I was encouraging the January 6th. I did nothing of the sort. 
They can go for that. But Ray Epps can say, let's go in tomorrow. You know, we got to take it. We got to go into the Capitol. And that's not a problem. I agree with that being protected speech. However, where is the protection for everyone else? Who is actually fighting that has any teeth? If you want this to change, you must stand up right now. You must stand up and call Ted Cruz, call your senators, call damn frickin' worthless Mitch McConnell and say this has got to stop. They have got to answer to the law. This is an oversight committee. Who is in charge, the FBI or the people? Once the people are not in charge and are not allowed to see the secret documents, we are toast. Toast. Back in a minute. By the way, thank you for making uh, the number one best-selling uh, book on all of Amazon, uh, The Great Reset. This is the most important book I have ever written. I said this on Tucker last night. We didn't understand what the progressive movement was. And everybody was asking themselves 10 years ago around the Tea Party time, what is happening to us? How did we get here? And I explained, it is the early 20th century progressive movement. And that made everything make sense. But that doesn't make this make sense now. Now that you look at everything that is happening in the world, uh, it doesn't make sense unless you understand the Great Reset. This is the most important story in my lifetime. It is the most important story I have ever reported on. It is the most important story, not just for America, but for the entire Western world. Freedom truly is at stake, and it will slip through our fingers quickly if we don't first educate ourselves. So, you know, the end of the book, it has a chapter on action steps that we need to take, and we will be going through those action steps as we go. But you first need to educate yourself on what the Great great Reset is and how far down the road we are. Everything that happened yesterday with Fauci and there with the FBI and uh, the Department of Education, that is all part of the Great Reset. Please, please get a copy of the book, The Great Reset. Um, I'm concerned that the first printing is going to sell out soon, and it might be five months before we get another printing because of supply lines. So please get this now. You might even want to buy a couple of them just to pass it on to a friend. This is the most important book I've ever been a part of. And honestly, you know me, I think, well enough to know. I wish I could give it to you for free. Um, I can't. It has taken over a year to produce and all kinds of resources. But please get a copy of this book. Now you can get it at glensnewbook.com. Relief Factor is our sponsor this half hour. I don't like being in pain. I know. I know. I don't think you do either. And quite honestly, I was giving my wife a blessing yesterday because she is uh, now I think she's coming down maybe with COVID and it's just... She's just been not herself recently. I was giving her a blessing last night, and in it, it was like, we have to have our bodies um, intact. We have to be able to heal our bodies. We have to be able to get rid of our pain, get rid of, uh, you know, get into shape, get rid of all of these things, because it's coming. 
now is the time that our strength is going to be so important. Please, if you're in pain, just try Relief Factor. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Get out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So because of COVID, I was going to do a big chalkboard special tonight, but I'm going to do a sneak preview because I have to do it uh, here from my, uh, my man cave at my house. But if you've ever wondered why there are so many crazy and insane things happening simultaneously right now, big corporations are woke, stock market got red hot during forced recession. It is, we shut down the supply lines and the stock market goes up. Stores like Walmart and Target can stay open, but mom and pop can't do it. True Value can't, but Home Depot can. This is all about the Great Reset. Uh, I'm going to give you a sneak preview uh, on tonight's program. We have a couple of experts to talk about it. We're going to go through the news and show you the connections and give you a sneak preview of the chalkboard for next week. Uh, That is tonight, the fundamental transformation of your society and your life. And I mean every aspect of your life. Tonight on Blaze TV at 9, the ultimate guide to the Great Reset, a sneak peek at our dangerous future that is tonight at nine join us at the blaze your support is not just welcomed and appreciated it is needed we all must stand together at this time or they will pick us off one by one uh all right coming up in a minute i i want to change uh topics for just a, a couple of seconds We have Fauci that we're going to be talking about. Rand Paul is going to be uh, with us and talking about what happened yesterday with Fauci is absolutely incredible. Incredible. He is destroying science and the credibility of doctors. Um, And the the evidence is mounting up. Stuff we showed you on our special two months ago is now being verified and brought up in Congress yesterday. And uh, it is. It's extraordinary what is happening. We're going to talk about that, but I want to change topics and go to Russia and war. Um, We are going to pay a very big price with Russia uh, because of of what uh, Joe Biden has done in Afghanistan and is now doing with Russia. What is the real intent with Russia? Where do we stand? And what do our, our real military advisors say? Coming up next. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, You know who doesn't like a great snack uh, from time to time? Communists. That's who. Communists. You wouldn't happen to be a communist now, would you? Hmm. Don't like snacks. Interesting. A good sugary snack every red-blooded American likes. I have a huge sweet tooth, one that just cannot be quelled. Um, that's why I'm a fan of built bars. They are the only things that are helping me get through this diet, uh, that I'm on or this new eating regime, blah, blah, blah made with real chocolate. They come in all sorts of amazing flavors. They're, they're basically like eating a candy bar, except a candy bar that is good for you has about 120, 130 calories, four grams of carbs. Um, no extra sugars or anything else. Tons of protein. 
protein. They are protein bars, but I think they're really candy bars. Uh, if you have their mint brownie, it's unbelievable. Their um, coconut uh, chocolate is like a mounds bar. It's just tremendous. Built.com. Use Built.com and the promo code BEC15 to get 15% off your first order. Do it right now. BEC15, 15% off these great candy bars. Built.com. It's the number one book on all of Amazon right now. The Great Reset from Glenn Beck. Get it at glensnewbook.com. Uh, I want to, uh, I always tell you, I will lead with my mistakes. This is not a mistake. Uh, it may have been a slight overstatement, um, but then again, we're not sure yet. There, there are laws on the books um, in Washington state that talk about quarantine centers and forced quarantine centers. Um, you know, Washington state has a really bad history with internment camps back in the 1940s. Um, and uh, a lot of these things are just still there. These what I what I spoke about yesterday um, is on the books and they are having a meeting today. The Washington Health Authority having a meeting today. We have a reporter that will be there and watching all of it. I'm not sure if this is just an old law that they're trying to revamp a little bit or if they are now covering their tracks. We don't know, but I will tell you the truth when we get down to it. Um, I have some sources from the inside that say that they have inside information with pictures. If true, I will report that as well. But I wanted to make sure that you understood that we have to be extraordinarily careful on everything that we say so we don't discredit ourselves and i fear i i jumped the gun on this story yesterday and i want to make sure that i correct it immediately chris stewart is the congressman from utah's second congressional district he is uh, also the number one best-selling national award-winning author um I, I think he's one of the best fiction authors uh, out there and non-fictions as well as well record-setting air force pilot and former owner and ceo of a small business and dear friend chris stewart welcome to the program sir how are you uh, it's great to be with you thank you so much you know, I'm really looking forward. You have to send me your new book. I know it comes out soon, but I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts, um, Chris, because I uh, I know you are looking into some of these deeper things and you are as concerned as I am about where the country is headed. And it's not going to be politicians that solve it. It's going to be people. Um, let's let's switch topics now to NATO and Putin. I'm really concerned with everything that is going on. Putin is going to take the opportunity to destabilize the world. Um, he is dictating the negotiations with NATO right now, making demands of the West, uh, telling us to get out of the former uh, Soviet bloc. What do you see on the horizon? Well, I think you're exactly right. You used the word that I used, Glenn. You said reorder. He intends to reorder the entire European security apparatus that has provided stability there for going on 50 years. What Vladimir Putin is threatening to do hasn't been done in, a, in two generations, not since 1968 in Czechoslovakia. 
And that is, oh. he's going to, as I said, reorder the entire security apparatus. He's going to dictate NATO defense policy. I mean, for heaven's sake, he put forward these demands that can't possibly be met, even by a weak administration such as we're under, living under right now. What and are the demands? What way, are the demands that he's asking for right now? Well, I think there's, I would categorize them in basically three. First, he wants to halt NATO expansion into, into any Eastern or former Warsaw Pact nations. And these are free and independent nations. They have the ability, they have the right to determine their own future. He's denying them. He wants to deny the Ukraine access and use of any NATO weapons in order to defend themselves. You know, it's interesting that he goes into Crimea, he goes into the Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine, and then demands that they have no weapons to defend themselves. And finally, he wants them to surrender and accept the terms of, of Russian terms to end hostilities in eastern Ukraine. And he's pretending as if Ukraine wants to join Russia, wants to rebuild the, Soviet, the former Soviet Union, and they do not. I mean, the polling on this is difficult to do, but it's really interesting. The vast, vast majority of Ukrainians will in, intend to defend themselves. They're not just going to walk quietly into this dark place of Russia and Russia dominance. And they want to fight. And that's a, well, one of the things our president has got to do, Glenn, is to indicate that he will support a resistance because the Ukrainian people will resist this. So, Chris, the problem is, I don't think our president has any intention of doing this. He has given I mean, they talked about collusion with uh, with Russia and Donald Trump couldn't have been further from the truth as we know now. Um, but also, Donald Trump was really harsh. He said nice things, but he was harsh on Russia. This guy is the exact opposite. He'll say mean things, but he's not he's opening the doors and letting putin walk right through it what what uh, what does it mean if he does walk through these doors well as i say it reorders all of european security it's a generational moment and you know glenn you said something that i just have to respond to if i could and that was this you know this just a fabrication just this absolute fantasy land that we heard for four years that Donald Trump, A, colluded with Russians to get elected, and B, therefore, was, was soft on Russia. And exactly the opposite was true. Donald Trump pressured NATO, unlike any previous president, to pay their dues to increase their defense spending. Why? So they could counter Russia. Donald Trump had an energy policy that took away the greatest asset Russia has, and that's selling energy and, and getting the international finance from their own energy resources, primarily to Western Europe. He made that more difficult for them. Donald Trump gave weapons, kinetic weapons, to Ukraine to defend themselves when the previous administration did not. And anyone who doesn't recognize that and continues with this fantasy that Trump somehow was soft on Russia and that Biden is going to be firm with him, exactly the opposite is true, as the evidence clearly indicates. For so example... Last week, the president says, well, maybe we're going to withdraw troops from Eastern Europe, but that'll stop him from invading Ukraine. Talk about folding before the battle even begins. That's what the president proposed last week. So, Chris, most most Americans are sick of war, sick of, you know, fighting somebody else's war, being the world's policeman. We always get nailed for it. We always cause more problems, it feels like. Um, and NATO has been something that people have been like, OK, 
I mean, why are we even over there anymore? Explain what happens, because they, they said that Donald Trump was trying to destroy NATO and it was so important. This will destroy NATO. And what does that mean? Yeah. What, because I know that um, the new regime in Germany, they are now facing right directly east. They are going towards Russia as their main ally, not the United States. What does this actually mean to us if this happens? Well, it, it, it changes the world in many ways. And by the way, again, Glenn, I got to comment on something you just said, and that was the, the you know, people proposing that Donald Trump was trying to destroy NATO by asking them to defend themselves and to pay for their own defense. I mean, it's just intuitively absurd. But, you know, look, there's things. And, and by the way, too, Glenn, I count myself among those Americans you described who said we shouldn't be interfering and have military interventions. We've seen from the last generation how poorly those can end and how it weakens our ability to concentrate on the real threat, which is Russia and China, and particularly China. But, you know, you say, what does it mean? Well, it means that the world changes dramatically, especially for Europe, but by extension to us. And, and final point. I would not support sending U.S. troops to defend Ukraine, and we shouldn't have to. If this president takes reasonable steps, he can dissuade Vladimir Putin from invading Ukraine. But he's got to be willing to take a stand that he has not been willing to do yet. If you were in charge, in charge of the, uh, well, it used to be called the nuclear countdown clock, um, going closer to war, closer to peace, would you be moving the minute hand towards midnight? Or not? Well, well, under uh, when we face with the with the perilous situation we are right now, I absolutely would. And I've told people for the last two months, keep your eye on the crane. This isn't like last April. The intel on this is really clear. This is very different than his posturing and positioning in the past. The intel is very clear that he actually intends to do this. And, and, but once again, Glenn, the president could dissuade him if he actually proposed sanctions, not against. Vladimir Putin and the oligarchs around him, they've already been sanctioned to death. They've already gotten away around that. Propose sanctions that affect the people in Russia so that he loses his public support. Say he's going to put permanent bases in Poland and the Baltics as, as, a, as, a, as a bastion against further expansion. Deny him access to international finance markets by cutting him off from SWIFT. And, and proposing to arm the resistance, I think if he did those four things, Vladimir Putin would look at it and say, it's too painful, it's too difficult, I won't do it president hasn't talked about any of those things. Chris, last question, uh, different topic. Um, I released my book on the Great Reset this week, and it is so concerning. I was on Tucker Carlson last night, and every single story falls into the Great Reset. We are deeply, deeply down a very disturbing road that most Americans aren't even aware of yet. Uh, and I, uh, if we don't act fast, we're, we're in, in, in deep trouble. Um, what you saw yesterday happening, I don't know if you actually watched any of the testimony, but what you saw with Fauci and then what you saw with the FBI on January 6th, I thought these were red lines that showed how powerless our Congress uh, and our, our uh, people in the Senate really are. The, the deep state does not fear anything coming out of Washington, D.C., do they? 
Well, well, that's particularly true, Glenn, when we're in the minority. <clears throat> but it's also true when we're in the majority, even with the president in power. But, you know, this this reset that you talk about, Glenn, as you may recall some of our conversations, I mean, a couple of years ago when, when you first started talking about this, I was like, I, I'm not sure I see it. And, and I'm not sure I see how it comes together. And in hindsight now, it's clear how premonent you were on this. And, and, and your foreshadowing of this was, as I said, going back a couple of years. And now, look, we live in a day where we hear something go, well, that can't possibly be true. And then six months later, we find out that it is. And that it yeah. was obviously true. And we just missed it at the time. And to, to your point about the deep state, I mean, once again, look even under Donald Trump when he was president, their ability to afford his initiatives, in fact, to see him impeached, their ability and, and their willingness to obstruct and to, and to lie and to lie to the FISA courts and to uh, deny access to Congress over any oversight. This is a powerful force, and it should frighten, I think, all of us. We have got to have constitutional rabid dogs elected to Congress. We cannot go in with the same kind of Republicans that we've had for the last 10 years or 50 years. We've got to get people who are wide awake and know that the Republic is hanging by a thread and uh, and they've got to stand. They have to stand. This is such an important election. Chris, thank you so much. Chris Stewart, uh, Congressman from the great state of Utah. We'll talk again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You bet. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens is our sponsor this half hour. It is not a dog food. It is something that you give your dog. You sprinkle it on their food. Um, picky eaters, dogs that are picky eaters, they love this stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things that I said to the inventor of Rough Greens when we first uh, started this, uh, I said, uh, if you can just make my dog eat, it will be worth the money. Because he wouldn't eat. Now I don't have to stand there at the bowl. I don't have to force feed him. I don't have to hand feed him. Now he licks the bowl clean. And uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing I love more than hearing his collar hitting against the side of his metal bowl as he's licking the bowl clean. But it also does something else. It changes their energy. It changes their health. It has probiotics and everything else in it. It's not a dog food. You put it on top of their dog food. They want to make sure that everybody's dog loves it before you spend a dime. So they're so confident in it. They're sending you a free trial bag. All you have to all you have to do is call them at 833-GLEN-33 or go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens dot com slash back. Roughgreens, like a dog would say it, R-U-F-F-Greens dot com. They wouldn't say it. Anyway, roughgreens dot com slash back. Go there now. Um, tell them I sent you and you get your free bag. Try it. Make sure your dog likes it. And then watch the changes in your dog over the next couple of months. It's amazing. Roughgreens dot com slash back. The Glenn Back Program. Last night on Tucker. Glenn, thanks so much for coming on. Congrats on the book. Thank you. Which I, I, I'll admit up Thank front you. I have not read. Give us a sense of, of the theme. 
Um, everything that you've talked about, I've been watching your whole show tonight. Absolutely everything that you've talked about tonight is in this book and it is explained. It explains why the schools are tracking uh, with the DOJ, why Fauci with the vaccine mandates, why Fauci is uh, hiding uh, his relationship with big pharmaceutical, our gas prices, the First Amendment rights, the January 6th uh, people uh, being uh, set up by the FBI. All of this, Tucker, this is the most important book I have read. This is the most important or that I've written. This is the most important topic of my career. And I think this is the most important topic in the world today. The Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. It is something that the Davos people have put together along with the World Economic Forum. And it is running rampant through every Western capital and every Western company, country. It is, I just, I just read this, I tomorrow morning yeah. at 9.30, uh, the Washington State COVID that. detainment emergency, they are gonna have a State Board of Health discussing from 9.30 to 3.30 tomorrow, allowing health, oh, okay. local health uh, officers to use law enforcement to force an emergency order in involuntarily detaining a person or group of persons' families to be isolated in a quarantine facility following the refusal to voluntarily comply with requests, medical examinations, testing, treatment, counseling, and vaccination. This is an internment camp. Washington State has done it before. They haven't obviously learned their lesson from World War II. This again is all about total and complete control. This is, I was wrong for a long time. I thought this was about socialism. It is not. It is a brand of fascism. The uh, book is available now at uh, glensnewbook.com. That'll take you right to the book on uh, Amazon because there's a lot of confusion uh, out there. Um, for some reason, Amazon is letting people sell bogus copies of my book. Uh, so just go to glensnewbook.com. This is something that everyone in the world, in the Western world, needs. Canadian listeners, British uh, Jewish uh, is, is Israelites, uh, people in the Eastern Bloc, people in Asia, you need to read The Great Reset. Get it now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So what do you suppose that is, Stu? I've never seen that before. Mm. A president referring to the vice president almost always as the president. It's weird. It's isn't it? very weird. Uh, now, I think his excuse, I mean, he does slur and screw up almost, you know, all, uh, sentences Everything. all the time. And so if you just if you just leave out v- the word vice, it's what he normally sounds like. So if he leaves out one of those syllables, that's a very that, <laughs> that is a very, very kind uh, yeah. analysis. I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, he is saying obviously every time you say Vice President Harris, you're saying President Harris, but you need the vice in there when you're the president. Yeah. It's a really important yeah, I part mean, of I, it. You know, yeah, maybe it's just me. Maybe No, it's just I don't me. think it is you. I, I I'm just saying trying to come up with some what sort of yeah, explanation, yeah. but I, I I don't know what it is. I think he's you know, I think he's senile. You know, the the senility now thing is real and I think he's you know, he goes in and out of uh mental states of mental acuity. 
And when he's not, he's not, when things aren't popping up there, I, I, I've had those days. Like, you know, you, you may remember yeah, this from your no. drinking days. You know, you go out and you have a few drinks. The next day you're Fresh. just a little cloudy. I know. Yeah, and so I, know. I don't know. I doubt it's alcohol with him, it's, but it's something right. else. But he just seems like he goes through these days where he's just cloudy. You know? By the way, did you see that uh, how many people in the DNC now are saying that looks like Hillary Clinton might be the right I, one to run in 24? I have seen that in a few places yeah. now. That's my prediction a couple of weeks ago that seemed nuts just then. I have told you that the Great Reset is going to affect absolutely everything in your life. I mean everything. There is a new Fashion Sustainability Act uh, that the New York Times is now reporting on. The Fashion Sustainability and Social Accountability Act, or Fashion Act, was unveiled on the 7th. If it will pass, it will make New York the first state in the country to pass legislation which will hold all clothing brands to account for climate change. They are going to have to adapt to a new ESG rule where they're going to have to track everything beginning at the farm where the raw materials uh, originate all the way through the factories and shipping, the processing, and then pay all of those fees after they've paid for all of the tracking. This is global economic collapse and a change in every aspect of your life clothing will be the worst uh, i mean will be the least of your worries we have the co-author of the book the great reset justin haskins we're going to go over some some of the things in the book and also some of the news of the day almost everything is tied to this and america We must wake up, and we have to wake up our world neighbors. Canada needs to know about this. England, France, Germany, all over the Western world, they are talking about building back better. That is the Great Reset, and it has to end now. Your first step is going to glensnewbook.com and grabbing the the Great Reset. Grab it right now. We begin in 60 seconds. Okay, uh, our uh, man, we have so much to do today. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is Tunnel to Towers Foundation. On 9-11, there was about 3,000. It was 2,977 people that were killed in the terrorist attacks. The Tunnels to Tower Foundation, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. I love this organization. When our first responders and military service members you know, didn't come home, 
the SWAT team is arriving. Uh, you know, when they don't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and they bring their family to stability. The catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, they build mortgage-free smart homes. They, I mean, some of the homes that they build are remarkable. I saw a guy who could not lift his arms up very high, so they, in the kitchen, brought everything down to his level. He pushes a button and the cabinets come down uh, so he can function like a normal you know, human being. It is truly amazing what these people do, giving tiny homes to homeless veterans. The world is full of darkness. Let's put some light into it. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T, the number two, T.org. That's T2T.org. Do it now. Justin Haskins uh, joins us uh, now. He's been a dear friend of mine for a while. He's the editorial director of the Heartland Institute, editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com. Justin is also the co-author of the number one best-selling book, at least on Amazon the last 24 hours, uh, The Great Reset. Um, Justin, you and I both thought we were fighting socialism for a long time, and that's not what we really are fighting. That's a ruse. Don't you believe that now? Yeah, without a doubt. I, I think that was one of the most confusing parts of all of this. And frankly, it probably delayed the release of this book because we thought for about three or four months that that's what we were dealing with. It's not what we're dealing with. This is so much bigger than socialism. And it's and really the, the biggest tip off of that is notice that Bernie Sanders and AOC are not involved in any of this. They're not involved in any of this. They have nothing to do with it. And that's because they don't believe the same things that these Davos people believe. It's a totally well, different I system. I think that, you know, you want to talk about a, a, a real revolution. When people who do care about global warming, they do care about real equality. When they, when they figure this scam out, if it's not too late, these guys are, are in real trouble. The, the Davos people are going to be the most despised people in the entire world because it's all a money game. Oh, without a doubt. They're making massive, massive amounts of money. BlackRock alone, if you just look at BlackRock, which is heavily involved in all this uh, Great Reset stuff, the largest investment management firm in the world, they've added trillions, not billions, not hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars to their assets under management in just the past couple of years. Trillions of dollars. They're all getting super rich off of this. And you're right. When socialists realize that, even the especially the hardcore socialists, when they realize that, they're going to know that they've been played by this whole system and that all of this language about equality and climate change and saving the planet is all garbage. And it's just being rolled out so that these people can consolidate their power, consolidate their wealth and become filthy rich as individuals in the process. There's a book I'm reading right now, um, AI, I think it's AI in 2040, I think. Um, And it talks about what I've been talking about since the 90s, the fourth industrial revolution where we go into AI and it just starts taking jobs away. And it's going to start 
now. I mean, it already is, but we're going to lose trucking. We're going to lose a lot of these jobs. And um, it's going to get worse and worse and worse over the next 10 to 15 years. Um, And a lot of people are going to be facing unemployment. Instead of actually talking about the issues and talking about the things that, for instance, those people in Silicon Valley, those people who control AI, are going to become uber wealthy. I mean, on a scale never before seen on Earth. Uh, And everyone else is going to be on a poverty handout scale. And this is one of the things that they're trying, the reason why they're trying to consolidate all of this power, because they know if they don't control all the levers of power, um, it's going to fly apart. It's all going to fly apart because nobody will. I mean, we're talking about the redesigning of the meaning of life in the next few years. That's right. Yeah. And and they talk all the time about rewriting the social contract. We have to rewrite the social contract that the existing social contract is. It's not working and too many people are being left behind. These are the richest, most powerful people in the world constantly lamenting about how everyone else doesn't have as much wealth as they do. Uh, Why do you think that is? I mean, the the whole the, the idea that these people actually care about improving the world and actually care about alleviating poverty and actually care about fighting climate change while they're flying around the world in their private jets and buying homes on the beach that are supposedly going to be swallowed up by the oceans in the next couple of years is ludicrous. It's so obvious what's going on. It's the biggest Ponzi scheme in the history of human civilization. Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars are behind it. The government and central banks around the world are printing this money and handing it to the wealthiest few. They're circulating it amongst each other. They're consolidating power and property in the process. And by the time everyone realizes that this is going on, if we don't stop things right now, it's going to be too late. They're gonna have too much wealth, too much power, too much property. And you know what I think? I think that that might actually lead to a socialist revolution. Because you actually will yes. have people, regular people who don't like socialism right now saying, we have to take their property away from them because they have way too much power. And there's nothing we can do except take their wealth and power away from them. Well, that is the scariest part is it's combined with all kinds of monitoring plans. Uh, I mean, just the the monitoring that is going to have to be required for global warming uh, alone or this, you know, the uh, the uh, mass surveillance for climate um, that Eric Lander was talking about. Can you go into that a bit? Right. So so Eric Lander is a science advisor to the president. He's he's a cabinet, it's a cabinet level position in December 2021. So not that long ago, he gave a speech before a bunch of scientists where he said that in order for us to really control climate change, we have to make sure we know who is emitting CO2 emissions right down to the specific building. And we can't trust people to report it accurately themselves. And we can't trust countries even to report it accurately. So what we need to do is have this massive new satellite-based imaging and direct measurement system. His his direct quote is, we need satellite-based imaging and direct measurement and monitoring of greenhouse gas emissions around the world, including methane and CO2. We need to measure emissions in near real time, in near real time, and at scale from entire regions to individual facilities to identify and manage carbon sources and sinks. So this is, he's talking about a global mass surveillance system of every single building and industry and region in the entire world. 
this this is the world will starve to death if all of this happens they are changing the way because of global warming the way we farm and it is not hyperbole to say from the farm to the table from the seed to the table they are going to change everything they are changing the way we farm uh, these experts are coming in to tell the farmers exactly what to farm, how to farm it, what to use on their land, what not to use on their land, how it needs to be harvested, how the land needs to be used. And there will be harsh, harsh penalties. Um, you're, you're going to see the end of the, the average farm, uh, you know, the farmer and the people that are just growing food themselves. You're not going to be allowed to do that. They are now regulating water. They started doing this with um, with Barack Obama, where the EPA came in and said, we own all the water, including some mud puddles uh, on your property. Um, if you control the water and you control the food, um, it's uh, not a good thing. And when you read the arrogance you read for, in their own words, go to World Economic Forum and read about what they want to do to the food system. They are talking about a global redesign of the entire food system by 2030. Yep, that's exactly right. And they're also talking about a massive takeover of land and water. You talked about, you were just alluding to the waters of the USA rule that uh, Barack Obama tried rolling out um, and the Trump administration ended up rolling that back. Uh, but there are um, the the Joe Biden has, has already announced that he wants to have a third. He has a 30 by 30 plan where he wants 30 percent. He wants government to own 30 percent of the land and water in the United States by 2030. 30 percent. And that's and that's just the beginning because it's a 2050 um, uh, plan as well that's that they right. want to own 50 percent. I want to read this from this is page 234 from The Great Reset. Um, what exactly do these great resetters have in mind when they talk about enhancing ecosystems? This means, and I'm, I'm quoting from them, this means governments, cities, and businesses need to know what to measure. Science-based targets for, nat for nature positive trajectory are still under intense discussion. But as of today, the proposed quantitative targets are as follow. Zero loss of nature from 2020 forwards, nature positive by 2030, and a full recover of nature by 2050. An important step for this aim is to protect 30% of the land, the ocean, and all water by 2030. What does that mean in real terms? Right. What it means is a unprecedented takeover of land and water across the, the world. That's what it means. When they say that they want a nature positive world, what that means in practice is that they are going to have to figure out a way to get people to stop owning property, to move into cities and to get rid of their farms, to get rid of the, the, the you know, the massive amounts of land that just regular people have and to move into centralized locations so that nature can be you know, come back from all of the degradation that humans have caused to it. That's how they look at it. And there, there have been people, I've read some reports where they've talked about wholesale moving people out of communities all into cities, into, into you know, a very small number of cities, relatively speaking, so that we can let nature just consume all of these communities around the, the, the world because that's the most a uh, natural thing that we could possibly do. Uh, it is it, it this this all sounds uh crazy. Um but 
you won't believe how fast this can happen because of economic collapse and banking. And we'll we'll get into that here in uh, just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. By the way, you can get the you can get the book right now at glensnewbook.com. Glensnewbook.com. It's called The Great Reset. Get it before we run out of the first printing. Um, holiday gifts given season is behind us at last. Giving all of those internet connected presents uh, has not done anything really well for our safety from cyber thieves. Uh, some of the steps that you can take just to protect yourself, protect your computers, phones, smartwatches, uh, turning off devices for listening. Jeez, do you still have it? Updating software often, applying two factor authentication, using complex passwords, enabling your lock screens, etc., etc. Cybercrime is a way of life, and uh, it's going to get harder and harder to protect yourself from those prying eyes. There will be, literally, there will be no privacy soon. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help. LifeLock is from Norton. Save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. So I read this yesterday. Um, this is uh, from a Danish member of parliament who is asked by the World Economic Forum for a prediction of 2030. And this is what he wrote for an op-ed piece. I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. Now, I want to stop there and say, if you don't own anything, that means you're a renter of everything. Who are you renting that from? Because there is nothing free. Now, he says, it might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city in 2030. Everything you considered a product has now become a service. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, all the things we need in our daily lives. Once, one by one, all of these things became free, it ended up so we didn't need to own anything. Once in a while, I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy in 2030, nowhere I can go and not be registered. I know somewhere, somewhere, everything I do, everything I think, everything I say, and everything I dream is uh, recorded. But all in all, it's a good life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the vaccine passports. This is, uh, that is just the beginning. The metaverse is also a big, plays a big role in the Great Reset. The monitoring now that is going on from our federal government, the only way that the Great Reset works is if they can completely lock down the Western world. And believe me, that is exactly what they're working on. No one truly is fighting for freedom. Very few people because they won't take on the banking sector. They won't take on big tech. They won't take on the big government. They won't even admit that the World Economic Forum is doing this and spearheading this, even though you have prime ministers and presidents all over the world talking about Build Back Better, which is the Great Reset. Yeah, with, without a doubt. Uh, and the idea that this is somehow going to get better 
that we're, 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 you know, this is improving just on its own, that we're somehow going, is not true. Everything that we've seen is that this plan has been in place. It hasn't been called the Great Reset, but it's been in place for a very, very long time that they've been coordinating this. They've been rolling it out. They've been building gigantic environmental, social and governance scoring systems at these corporations and banks for many, many years, going back over a decade. This has been a plan in place. They just needed something that gave them the justification to hit the button. And that's what the COVID-19 pandemic was. It finally and was the opportunity for them to flip that switch and turn things on. And you see now with the private public-private partnership um, that uh, we have now with these big pharmaceutical companies, that is the great reset. When the government colludes with private industry to get the things done that they want, and then they protect that, that uh, uh, private industry and, and force people to buy a certain product. When that happens, that's fascism. That is the definition of fascism. The, uh, the private sector might own the corporation, but the government gets in bed with them, tells them what to do, and protects them, and steers people into buying the products that they want um, uh, put out everywhere. Right. So when you, look at, when you look at the COVID thing and all of the stuff with the pharmaceutical companies, what you're really looking at is the Great Reset. You are looking at the foundation of these public-private partnerships, and that's going to be all industries, and it's going to happen quickly. By the way, tonight uh, at uh, 9 o'clock, my Wednesday night special, we are going to be having uh, a couple of guests on, including Justin here, uh, to talk about the Great Reset. We're going to give you a sneak preview of the very terrifying world that we are on the horizon of tonight, nine o'clock, only on Blaze TV. By the way, the book includes solutions. Very important. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, how about putting a little extra breathing room in your budget? We are all going to need it. Did you see that uh, the um, uh, report just came out, said that because of inflation, which is just transitory, it's nothing to worry about. Because of inflation, as it stands today, the average American has had their pocket picked by $5,000. They say, oh, this is all paid for. This isn't going to raise the price. This is a hidden tax. And the people at the bottom of the ladder are the ones that are hit the hardest. Now the Fed is saying that they've got to raise these interest rates. They've got to get those things higher. That's going to work to stop the heart of the economy. This has never been tried before. It, it is not, I mean, I'll be shocked if they find a real way out. You need to shore up your financial system. I want you to call American Financing right now. Find ways to save money. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. They work for you. The book is The Great Reset. It's available now. Bookstores everywhere. Go to glensnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I, I do not want to be the bearer of 
of bad news. Uh, I always seem to be in that situation. Uh, but this is the most important topic I have ever addressed in my life. I was having a conversation with my, my wife last night. And I said, honey, you know, even our friends, our friends who are very involved in things. I said, do you know any of them that are really up on this, are concerned about this? And she said, mm, no. Maybe one or two are kind of, you know, um, looking into things and asking you questions, but they're not really doing anything. And I said, why? Why? She said, it's paralyzing. It's too terrifying. And I know that. I'm, I'm painting a picture. I started uh, something, uh, uh, a painting last night about uh, World War II on the beaches of, of Normandy. And it was inspired by something I was reading uh, the other day. I was, I've been reading some Eisenhower. And, uh, and on D-Day, he put out something that said, the eyes of the world are upon you. You are about to commence on a, uh, a historic journey. There is nothing but victory. This is the attitude. This is our World War II. This is fighting fascism, just as it was in World War II. And we must put everything into it. The problem is we don't have leadership right now that will lead. So the people must lead. When there is a lack of vision, the people perish. So here's the vision. You first have to know what the Great Reset is. And I urge all of our, we have a lot of listeners that listen to us all over the world. In Canada, please become a zealot for this book. In England, become a zealot. France, Germany, Italy, uh, Hungary, um, uh, Poland, the Ukraine, in parts of the Middle East, in parts of Africa, Anywhere there is freedom, you must be aware of the Great Reset. And Justin, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't had much time, and I know you haven't either, just doing the research on this book, but is there anything in the world that is explaining this like this book? This is it. This is the world's authority on this now, isn't it? There is literally nobody on the planet, I think, <laughs> other than you, me, maybe a couple of other people who have helped us with this, who know mm -hmm. anywhere near as much what's about in the this. book yeah, yeah i mean really the the book is the most <laughs> obviously i'm biased but it's the most important project that i've ever worked on i think it's one of the most important projects anyone has ever worked on in the past 10 to 15 years at least i think this may be in the end the most important thing i've ever done we won't know until you know all is said and done but if this book can be read and understood by millions of people and they get past their fear and they they realize it is time to stand up uh it will be the most important work of my entire life it may be the reason i was born um it is so critical that every freedom loving person understand in in the last chapter and i you know i honestly I, you know, don't give away the book. I, I'd read the whole book to you right now on the air if I could. <laughs> um, it is, uh, I'll share anything from this. I don't, go to the library and get it. Just read this book. Um, Derailing the Great Reset is the seventh chapter, the last real chapter. Um, and it starts with Norman Schwarzkopf. The truth of the matter is you always know what the right thing is to do. The hard part 
is doing it. And we we um, outline several different um, things that you have to do. And one is the most important, separating conspiracy facts from conspiracy theory. This is why this book has 50 pages of fine print uh, footnotes. Everything in it is backed up. There is this is. I would say this, uh, Justin, but you're the co-author of this book. I think there is maybe 5% of this book, maybe, that is opinion. Everything else is is footnoted and documented. It is just fact-driven. Yeah, would you agree with that uh, percentage? W- yeah, I, I think that's that's probably true. The, we don't need to enter into our opinions in the vast majority no. of the book because we have so much material to draw Correct. from. So many direct quotes, so many reports going back 10, 15, 20 years. And that right. and the book is full of quotes, full of it. In fact, we had some editors tell us that there were too many quotes in the book. And I said, no, we're gonna, we should leave them. We should leave the, yeah. we should leave the quotes because we need people to see it coming directly from them. Because yeah, it the, doesn't, the number one, one thing that thing they say for, is it's a conspiracy theory and correct. we need to show them in their own words. Correct. And it's, it's one thing for me to say it. It is a completely different thing to hear it from them and to see it in action which this book shows you. I I said earlier, I was on Tucker last night and I was really frustrated because every topic he talked about was so crucially important last night. It was overwhelming, the news of the day yesterday, overwhelming. But every answer um, came down to, well, you know, we've got to work on this or we got to work on this. No, the answer is this is all part of the great reset and it must be stopped you can no longer look at individual stories and you can't look at red and blue donald trump and and biden that is that is all fallacy socialism all of that is fallacy they are rewriting everything did you see the op-ed that came out yesterday in usa today about pedophilia no yeah it's uh this pedophilia article is absolutely incredible this is in usa today yesterday uh, pedophilia is just inappropriate and one of the most most understood conditions in america and wow. it is no longer supposed to be called pedophilia because that uh, stigmatizes pedophilia they are minor attracted persons oh my god this is indeed part of the great reset all of this Everything that you think you know is going to be rewritten. And if you think it can't happen, this is what Mao did. All history is being rewritten. All norms are being rewritten. All rules are out, the, out of the uh, rule book and out of the window. Right. And, and, when you, and, and that's one of the things I tell people when I, we were in the process of writing this book. And, and now everyone that I talk to about the book, the biggest takeaway is... When you read this book, if you actually take the time to read it and you stick with it and you and you approach it with an open mind, when you walk away from this book, you will not be able to look at the news the same way again, period. You won't. You will. Everything you see, you will realize it is actually interconnected. These are not isolated stories. They all are part of one big problem. And until we realize that, you know, we're not going to fix it. Do you, do you remember, are you old enough to remember when I first started going down the progressive road in Woodrow Wilson? I do, yes. Okay. 
And it was it's very reminiscent of this, except this is 10 times more powerful, probably a thousand times more powerful. The world didn't make sense. And the number one question that people had was, how the hell did we get here? How did we get from a country that loved the country and everybody was getting along and it was getting better to all of a sudden Obama and what was happening? How did we get there? And the answer was progressivism. Well, I said in 2000, I don't know, 14, 15, that the era of progressivism was over. We were now at the end game, but I couldn't define what the end game was. The Paris Accords were the key to really understanding the Great Reset. If you understand this, if, if you learned anything from me ever, anything that you thought was of value, and it trained you to look at the world a different way, the scales must fall off your eyes, and you must start seeing the world for what the game is that is currently being played. Are people in Washington? Certainly the people who are involved in this, the media, no intellectual curiosity. In fact, they are working hand in hand because they will become wealthy on this and they will ensure their life. Um, all of this stuff, it, it, at, at best, they're ignorant. Uh, at worst, they're part of it. But the scales have to fall from your eyes. And once you finish this book, you will realize exactly what you just said justin oh my gosh it, it's 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 the matrix i hate yeah. to use the red pill but it is the matrix yeah i think the thing for me that was sort of uh the, the, my sort of matrix moment i guess if you're gonna call it that is when i realized the amount of money behind this that's fueling it when i realized that there were groups that had been working since the paris climate accords and some even before the paris climate accords mm -hmm. in the run-up to that that now have assets under management of a hundred and thirty trillion, not billion, trillion dollars, all calling for some sort of ESG system. When I realized that, I knew that this was the, this was way bigger than a single election, way bigger than a single issue, way bigger than, you know, let's just talk about it one or two times and maybe people will do something about it. No, when you you don't get that kind of money behind a cause. Unless there's a plan, unless there's unless there's an end game, and unless you've been doing this for a very, very long time. And what's interesting is all of this money is much of it is going to buy property. It's going to buy um, tangible assets. Um, you know, BlackRock is now one of the bigger land loaner, uh, landowners in the United States, if not the world. Um, they do have unbelievable access to capital, but they are boxing people out. The reason why I think BlackRock and other companies like this are going in and paying 50% over the asking price of homes. Now, think of that. We know we're in a bubble. The Case-Shiller Index, which measures bubbles for housing, shows that, it, I think it was, what was it, Stu, 130% uh, in 2008. It was in the hundred, low to mid hundreds. We are almost at 300% overvalued now. 100 is where it should be. If it's anything under 100, we've never broken 200. I don't think we've ever broken 175. We are almost at 300 points now on Case Schiller. Why 
when that recognizes a massive bubble, why would these companies go in and buy at 50% higher entire neighborhoods? They're doing it because the only thing that will be of value, if you can hold on to it, will be land and property because you will be the renter, not the surf. And when the dollar changes, you will lose everything. And you can fight against this. I don't want this to be gloom and doom. It, it is a lot to take in, and it is frightening. But the eyes of the world are upon us now. There are solutions. The last chapter are actual hard solutions, things we must do. But it begins with educating yourself and getting the facts. You can get it. Go to glensnewbook.com. That's glensnewbook.com. Justin, we'll see you tonight All right, on thanks, uh, the uh, program. Tonight, 9 o'clock, only on Blaze TV. Uh, we'll probably get into some of the solutions uh, tonight as well. All right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is the Tuttle Twins books. Um, our history is being rewritten. Our story is being rewritten. You are the only one, the only one that can help your children build this country back. You are the only one. No one else is going to do it for you. I, I, honestly, I feel like I have failed my children in, in so many ways um, because I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I should have been there with a ruler and just said, memorize the Constitution. Um, they understand what's going on to some degree. Um, however, I, I, asking them to defend the Constitution, asking them to defend, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the free market, I don't know how it would fare. I didn't have the Tuttle Twins books. I wish I did. And you have to start early. Please, the Founding Fathers pledged their lives and their fortunes to bring this nation upon the earth. We must preserve it, and the key to doing that is teaching your kids. These books go from toddlers all the way through young adults. It's Tuttle Twins. Get them. They must be in your house. Tuttle Twins book, 35% discount off their books, plus they're giving away activity workbooks at no additional cost. It's a huge discount off the normal price. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I want to remind you every day that our grocery store shelves should not be empty. This is the frickin' United States of America. I don't accept that America, the country that was using broomsticks to train our soldiers in 1935, uh, 1939, in their industrial might, dwarfed Germany by 1943 and 44. This is America. And I do not accept any of these excuses. Um, and remind yourself of that. Do not get complacent. Do not look at your empty store shelves and say, well, that's, I guess, just the way it is. No, it is not. It is not. There are reasons the government uh, are doing things that they're doing. There is also COVID. But uh, where are we going on COVID? 
how is this working? If, if it's the problem that nobody can work, then why are we firing so many people if they can't get a vaccine passport? The government is paying people to stay home. The government is all screwed up on uh, COVID. The government is putting in all kinds of regulation. We should not accept this. When they say you can't get it, don't just shrug your shoulders. Look at the person and say, I thought we lived in America. And I know what that has always meant. They're saying now that prices are getting so expensive at uh, restaurants that that's why you're starting to see some shortages in uh, in grocery stores. I lived with, uh, you know, 19 percent or 15 percent inflation in the 1970s. I grew up in a poor family. I don't ever remember ever, ever, ever seeing grocery store shelves abandoned and empty except in storms. This is unacceptable, America. Realize who you are and start to work together to bring our nation back. It is up to us, and the eyes of the world are upon us. This is the Glenn Back Program. We have the uh, former Department of Education press secretary, um, She's going to be joining us. There was a, a claim that came out yesterday that uh, the Secretary of Education, Cardona, actually was the one that solicited the letter from the school board um, saying, can you link these parents to domestic terrorism for us? Um, the Department of Education is denying it, but they have no credibility. There's no transparency here. Um, I just wanted to talk to Angela about what she knows about it and uh, how likely she thinks this is. There, there is a there is a cabal in Washington. We do need a great reset, except we need it to be like our computers reset. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? And what that does is it restores it to factory settings. It doesn't wipe it blank. It restores it to factory settings. And that's what needs to happen to our country. And it won't happen with these huge agencies in Washington because they're just too out of control. Uh, we're going to talk to Angela here in just a second. A final hour of the broadcast coming up.
So we've all been following the story about what's happening in our schools. Uh, and I unfortunately don't think a lot is, is changing. We are making progress on it, but we must stand vigilant. The uh, federal government yesterday, uh, they are not retracting any of their talk about parents should be watched as domestic terrorists, etc., etc. The um, uh, Justice Department will not rescind uh, that order. They, in fact, they announced yesterday that there's a new de- domestic terror organization that they are putting together to watch uh, people like you uh, who disagree with things that are happening in their school and in their country. They are uh, they're going to be watching and monitoring now. But it looks like everything that happened in Virginia that led to that memo may have started not with the school board, not locally, but with our Department of Education. I'll give you the news that came out yesterday. Shocking. In 60 seconds. Oh, my. Golly, have things just gone out of uh, out of control? Uh, let me see. Who's our sponsor this half hour, guys? Real Estate Agents I Trust dot com is uh, is our sponsor. This is a company that I I started uh, years ago, and uh, I started it basically out of frustration brother and I were having a really hard time finding the right real estate agent. He was living away. He was living here in Texas and he was trying to uh, sell his uh, his home uh, up in Washington state and had a dickens of a time because who's really watching the store? Can you trust these people? Um, Are they doing the right thing? We decided that because I had been working with 500 best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal, for several years, and I got to know many of them, and I asked them about best practices and how do you interview and and how do you know who's good and who's bad? So we came up with a list of things, and we started interviewing and finding these kinds of real estate agents, and we put them together in a free service to you. It's called realestateagentsitrust.com. These people are vetted and monitored by my crew to make sure that they are engaging in the best practices. This is not something that, this is something we offer them uh, to be able to be recommended, but they have to report back and we make contact with uh, almost everybody that buys or sells through real estate agents to make sure that the experience they had was the right one. Uh, If you're selling your house or buying a house across the street or across the nation, realestateagentsitrust.com is a free service that you will uh, love. It will hook you up with the right people that actually listen and know how to do the job. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay. So it comes out because of a FOIA request Uh, The Protecting Ed uh, parent group foiled the uh, Department of Education and said, we want everything that you'll give us uh, regarding that that letter from the school board administration that made parents into terrorists. Well, when it came out, it uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It looks like the secretary of education was the one that was kind of reaching out and trying to get this uh, letter. So it was an agenda that looks as though it may have been driven from the inside and from our own government, not from the outside. 
Uh, we have uh, the uh, former uh, Department of Education press secretary uh, on with us now, education policy strategist as well, uh, Angela Morbido. H- how are you, Angela? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So, so Angela, tell me the story, um, because we know we have the memos, right? FOIA and Fox has seen them. Tell me exactly what the memos say. Well, the memos are actually emails uh, that say that Secretary Cardona requested the letter from the NSBA that smeared parents as domestic terrorists. The Education Department has since denied it, but their denial looks really weak. I used to be their press secretary. And if I were in that role and if it were really a false accusation, I'll tell you what I would do is release all of the email records between all of our senior officials and the NSBA. Let the public see them. This is a serious enough accusation that it calls for radical transparency. But the only evidence the department has provided is trust us. And if there's one thing we've all learned over the past year here, it's that this is not an administration we can trust. So tell me what the ramifications are. Why should people really care about this? What does it mean that he asked for that letter? It looks like the Biden administration was looking for an excuse to sick the FBI on concerned parents. So they had the NSBA do their dirty work and smear these moms and dads as domestic terrorists. This gave the DOJ pretext to get the FBI involved and to threaten these parents. So this looks like an orchestrated effort against parents and ultimately against students. And I served an administration where students came first, families came first. This administration effectively just made an in-kind donation to the teachers unions by trying to scare parents. The unions want parents out of there. It looks like the Biden administration want parents out of there, too. And Glenn, you talk about a great reset. If there's going to be a great reset in this country, it needs to start in the schools. And that's going to come from parent involvement. So if anything good came out of this, if there's any silver lining, it's that this horrible letter backfired spectacularly. And parents are now more fired up than ever to go have a say in what their kids are learning. So is that continuing? Because it's it's you know, the media doesn't report on anything. Um, and there are so many things to cover. Conservative media is, uh, you know, is is strapped. And I know there are outlets that are covering this. But is this movement in our schools still as strong as it was? I think it's stronger than ever. We're seeing more and more parents realize, yeah, oh, it is great news. I was in the Department of Ed when COVID first hit. And we went from education as kind of a back burner issue. Not that people didn't care, but it wasn't the front page. We went from that to headline news in the span of about 72 hours. Because what it took was the schools closing down and all of a sudden the education that your children were getting weren't happening in another building. It was happening at your kitchen table. And what parents saw, they were horrified and they were right to be horrified about the nonsense that's going on in our schools. So they show up to school board meetings. The school boards don't like it. And this was their way of applying the federal government to make to try and shut it down. Uh, One more data point here that is extremely suspicious. It's why we need an answer from the department right away is that around the time this letter was sent last fall, Secretary Cardona actually appointed the woman who signed it. He appointed the president of the National School Boards Association 
to a prestigious board that handles the nation's report card. It's called the National Assessments Governing Board. And if you look at the timing there, if we connect the dots, this looks like a trade, that he got the letter he wanted as pretext to hand to the White House and the DOJ to go after parents, and she was rewarded with this cushy position where she gets the prestige and the title of being in charge of the way we assess student learning. Who is Cardona? Most people don't know anything about this Secretary of Education. Um, he comes from Connecticut. He's a big social justice warrior. What else do we know about him? Well, we know that he ran the schools in Connecticut, and he was pretty cozy with the unions there. So it's terribly unsurprising that he's pretty cozy with the unions okay. now at the federal um, level. Uh, we when also I talk- know that in his- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. In his confirmation hearing, he couldn't answer how many genders there are. We know that he is not standing up to Randy Weingarten and the teachers unions. So it's sad to say that what we know the most about Secretary Cardona and his role isn't what he is doing. It's what he's failing to do. When I talked to Betsy DeVos uh, while she was secretary of education, I asked her and I just asked President Trump this. Isn't it time to abolish the these departments the department of education that is something that is new um it has destroyed our schools in my opinion um and it it started under jimmy carter and should have been reversed by ronald reagan immediately but there's no way to get this hornet's nest this rat's nest of uh, of bureaucrats out of there isn't it too tainted to do anything other than just shut it down Well, I do believe there is potential for reform, but there's not going to be any reform unless it is drastically smaller. You talk about too big to fail, as they used to say about the banks. Having been inside one of these huge federal departments, I think they're too big to succeed. And when we talk about the Department of Ed, I don't think we can forget here that it's the nation's largest consumer lender. Federal student aid is huge. It's massive. And since it's been around, education at every level has only gotten more expensive and lower quality. You actually see this in the numbers. The Department of Education was created to shrink the achievement gap between well-off students and students who came from, from less privileged backgrounds. It's done nothing to fix that. There have been marginal gains at best. But here we are as Americans plowing more and more money into our schools every year vastly more per student than the countries that are outpacing us. And we're getting very little in return. We're, we're miseducating our students. Uh, I've said it before, Glenn, that these kids are not getting educated so much as they're getting schooled. And parents are mm-hmm. kicked out of the classroom and they're forced to try to undo the misinformation and these wrong concepts of America that their students are learning for seven hours a day when they hand them over to the schools. Angela, thank you for all of your... Uh hard work we sure uh we sure uh, miss betsy devos and and uh some common sense in washington but thank you for all of your hard work in the department of education as well angela morbido you. you bet thank you um when we come back we have uh, Rand paul joining us here in a minute there was uh it was an old-fashioned hootenanny uh with uh with uh, dr fauci yesterday it, it is it's amazing what these people can do it's amazing to me how far fauci can go uh uh, and claim to be the victim here um i want to play the audio and then Rand paul is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes so stand by we're going to take a one minute break and then be right back 
So our sponsor this half hour is uh, Goldline. And if you are a fiscally responsible adult, you have spent years working hard trying to make wise financial decisions. And quite honestly, the stock market looks great. But can you can you tell me why the stock market is through the roof? Can you tell me why when we closed down the entire world, stocks went through the roof? That doesn't make any sense at all. Nothing makes sense because it's all bogus. We are now on uh, modern monetary theory. We're only on half of it. The rest of it has to come through the Great Reset, which is total control of all of your finances. Um, And when that happens, the dollar is going to become worthless. When we switch over to a digital dollar, which, mark my words, we are going towards, uh, you will lose at minimum 40% of what you have. So can you survive on that? All that hard work? You need something that is stable. Right now, the hidden tax is uh, really coming from inflation. $5,000 more every year is what this inflation is costing the average American five grand extra that's a hidden tax now the thing that is always the hedge against inflation is gold or silver mark my word i don't know how we get there but i know we do um, uh, return to sanity we return to the things that have always been true and gold has always been the standard since biblical times so that's why i invest in gold and i you know i have about I spread all of my risk out so I don't have risk, you know, all in one place. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. But do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you. This week, they're giving away free and at no charge silver with every purchase of their historic $5 gold Indians. These are the coins that I buy. Call Goldline and ask them why. Find out yourself if gold or silver are right for you. Call 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, what is amazing to me is there were a couple of stories that came out uh, in the last couple of days that were in our special about two months ago uh, or a month ago on Fauci and coronavirus. And one of those is that uh, the NIH was funding gain of research and Fauci tried to squash all those who said that this was a lab leak. The other thing is that we reported on two months ago was this DARPA uh, connection. DARPA uh, turned down um, uh, EcoHealth um, to uh, do gain-of-function research in the Wuhan labs. Uh, and uh, they said, no, this is way too dangerous. So Echo Health went and they took um, uh, all of that research and they brought it over to uh, Dr. Lee and Dr. Uh, Barrett here in America worked together. And I believe that's where this came from. All of this is coming out. And I, I want to play a few of the, uh, a few of the things Fauci just went after Rand Paul when Rand Paul was questioning him. Uh, let's just take cut one, please. Madam Chair, I would person. like just a couple of minutes because right. this, this happens all the time. You personally attack me 
And with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three prominent epidemiologists was not political? You you don't want me to finish because you know what I'm going to say. So what he's talking about here is he's saying this is all political games. I'm not playing politics. Rand Paul is saying you held a meeting and it's documented. You held a meeting with people who went into the meeting and said that it was a lab leak. They left the meeting saying that's not possible. Two months later, they all get funding from Fauci and his cohorts. Uh, They also went out and discredited anyone who said it was a, a lab leak. So Rand Paul is right. Is, is that's not political? Uh, here he is, uh, Fauci. Rand is just uh, just attacking me and distorting virtually everything. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper, Senator? I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in nature where they were describing oh this there's no way this could that was not me what i did you talk with any of those scientists privately keep you keep the story the truth it is did you 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 talk to any of the scientists privately yes wrote the opinion you did well what were they telling you privately well let me explain you know you're going back to that original discussion when i brought together a group of people to look mm-hmm. at every possibility with an open mind. Mm-hmm. So you, not no. only are you distorting it, you are completely turning it around. As For most you of the scientists, do. that is not true. As we showed you in our special, this was to corral anyone who was saying that it was a lab leak. This is not bringing together the greatest heads. The memos show and the emails show that they were bringing them together because they were concerned people would start looking into the lab leak. And as soon as that was over, they issued a paper calling people conspiracy theorists for saying that it was a lab leak. This was not an honest conversation. Fauci is lying here, but he's saying that by questioning him, his life is in danger. Cut six. Just about three or four weeks ago, on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. <laughs> what? Wow. What is this? <laughs> what does that have to do with the guy with the gun? Hmm. What does, I mean, uh, and by the way, Fauci, stand in line. You're not the only one that gets death threats all the time. All the time. So stand in line in that one. 
Uh, I mean, I wish that wasn't a part of our society. I condemn it. And uh, we cannot do that. If assassinations start, uh, it will tear our country apart and we'll be done. Um, However, you're a public servant. And there was a good question that was asked by um, another senator yesterday. You are... You have discredited yourself. Half the country doesn't believe you at all. And why wouldn't you? You're hurting the cause. Why wouldn't you just step aside? Well, the answer is because he's science. Uh, And we go to Rand Paul to find out where this is going next. After the break, stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. There is nothing that drains our energy like dealing with aches and pains. And the problem with that, of course, is that as you start to get older, more aches and pains seem to come along every single day. If you have been dealing with that, maybe it's time to try something new. May I please recommend Relief Factor? It helped me get my life back. It can help you. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, the major source of most pain. It has four key ingredients that work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. I take Relief Factor three times a day, and it works for me. It might work for you. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Please get your body in shape and get out of pain. Try it. They're quick start for $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. If it's not working in three weeks, stop taking it. But 70% go on to order more. You could be part of that that's getting out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. That's 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. ReliefFactor.com. The Great Reset out in bookstores everywhere right now. New book from Glenn Beck. You can get it at glensnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, We have uh, Rand Paul, a guy who has been the leader of uh, fighting uh, Fauci. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I think, I, and I want to make sure that I have his, uh, um, his opinion down uh, as we go into this. I don't think Rand Paul is, by any stretch of the imagination, anti-vaccine. He is uh, really uh, anti-corruption and anti-big uh, pharmaceutical hiding everything and the government coming in. It's not, a, it's not a vaccine problem. It's a government problem. Do I have that right, Rand? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that the main thing is, is I'm against mandates. I'm for freedom. And I also think that individuals would make their choice dependent on their risk. So the fact that a 10-year-old is at very low risk for dying or spreading the disease is different than an 80-year-old who is at much higher risk for dying and spreading the thing. And so you'd make different decisions, but it still would be an individual decision. If you ask me my advice, though, I wouldn't I wouldn't vaccinate my 10 year old kid. I don't think there's any reason to. I also wouldn't vaccinate somebody that I didn't test that was younger for antibodies, because if you've already had the disease, you're as well protected or perhaps better than the vaccine from naturally acquired immunity. Okay, so what is I mean, this yesterday, um, we now know that because of a FOIA request, we now know what we put out on our special and sent to you from DARPA 
is real. Uh, that uh, Fauci was uh, was knowingly involved with uh, gain of function research. We uh, know that DARPA turned them down. We know now that um, because of uh, new memos that what we laid out on our timeline again, where he was calling all these people together and then just uh, discrediting anyone that stepped out of line the day after that meeting happened. We know those things are facts, but he's just playing politics and saying you're smearing him and there are no facts to defend him. Without question, when we look at the origin of the virus, where it came from, the scientists that were corresponding with Fauci from day one on this, as this was unfolding, some of these emails are going on through the middle of the night. They're telling him they've looked at the sequence of the DNA, they've looked at the genome of the virus, and they're very, very concerned that there are unusual things in it that don't look like they've come from nature. These are Fauci's buddies all saying this. Within a day or two, though, Fauci and Collins have a big conference call with all of these people. And the people who are telling them privately, we have the emails from them saying, we think it came from the lab. This looks terrible. It doesn't look like it came from nature. Within three days, they've, they've now changed their mind and they've signed a letter which then Fauci edits. So this is how involved he is. This isn't just ancillary people that are unconnected. These are his friends, minions, colleagues, people who he controls the funding for, write a letter to, the, to Nature magazine and say, oh, yeah, we don't think there's any way this could have come from a lab. Then a month and later, this, Fauci and, and Collins are saying, oh, no, it, it didn't take effect. Let's write another letter to Lancet, where they call everybody who says it came from a lab, they call us conspiracy theorists. Um, on top of that, some of the people that went in that were hardcore saying, no, that this this came from a lab, they changed their mind. And then a couple of months later, they get funding from Fauci's organizations, correct? Without question, it's all tied to funding and lots of funding. So we've talked about what the Wuhan lab got. That's the tip of the iceberg. The Eco Health Alliance got over $100 million over a several-year period. They were funneling some of that to the tune of a few million into the Wuhan lab. But, yeah, it all is about money. And if you cross Tony Fauci, you don't get your money. And the thing so, is, he controls the purse strings for the entire country, the entire university system. He's been doing it for 40 years. People live in fear of what he will do to them. So, you know, I thought a very reasonable question yesterday was, look, you're discrediting all of this. You know, people have made up their mind and you have no credibility left and he's blaming you for death threats. I mean, uh, I've seen you um, having to get through a crowd uh, after a Trump speech. You've had death threats. You you have had several of them. It's not a new thing, um, but he's just saying that you're attacking him and it's over nothing but raising money in politics. It's consistent with this arrogance, this level of arrogance that he's developed. He said a couple of weeks ago that he is science, that any attack on him is an attack on science. So yesterday he said that anybody who dares oppose him are encouraging death threats. Well, look, I've been on the receiving end of semi-automatic gunfire. I was 20 yards away from Steve Scalise when he almost died. I was 10 feet away from a staffer that was shot. 
And you know what? The guy doing the shooting was a Bernie Sanders supporter, but not one of us, not one of the Republicans on the ball field said, oh, it was Bernie Sanders' fault. But that's the juvenile level of personal attack that Fauci is now stooping to. He's saying that the personal threats he gets are actually the fault of his critics. Well, you know, my wife received an, a package that looked like anthrax about a month ago at our house. We've had we have a woman that's recently been charged with uh, with threatening to kill us. I was shot at. I've had six of my ribs broken. We were mauled in the city by an angry crowd. So the thing is, is he he needs he needs to back off, but he needs to answer the question. Everything he did in the in the committee yesterday was misdirection. So he didn't have to ask the question. The question was, why did he smear? three scientists from Stanford, Oxford, and Harvard, why did he smear them as fringe epidemiologists, and why did he conspire with Francis Collins to take them down in a very public way? He wouldn't answer the question. So so how does this end, Rand? Because the same thing happened um, in the uh, the Senate hearing with the uh, Department of Justice and the FBI. There's no fear there. No fear. Um, how does this end? How do we get to somebody paying a price one way or another? Well, elections have consequences. If you don't control the committees, you don't control the investigations. If you don't control the presidency, you don't have influence at the Department of Justice. You know, look, I've referred Tony Fauci for criminal prosecution to the DOJ, but it's Merrick Garland the same one who's going after parents at school board meetings. So I don't have any belief that Mayor Garland will do his duty, but we, we are doing the appropriate things, but we can't force them to do their duty. What I can tell people, and this is why elections are important, if we win in 2022, if I'm reelected in 2022 and Republicans take over, I will use the subpoena power. I will not be shy about it. People have seen my interactions with these people. I will get every document, and we will investigate where the where the virus came from. We will investigate what Tony Fauci knew, when he knew it, and we will get the documents. Yes, he was involved with gain-of-function research, and he's been lying about that from the very beginning. The same thing that was turned down by the Defense Department, by DARPA, he's doing those same experiments, and he approved them with Dr. Xi. Now, are they identical? He gets away with saying, oh, we never did those experiments. Well, they did virtually identical. They did them on the same theme with the same sort of endpoint of creating new viruses that don't exist in nature and then testing them on human cells. So, yes, they were doing gain-of-function research, and he's gotten away with it because he has a complicit left-wing media that never challenges it. So, Rand, I'm, I'm very concerned about a couple of things. One, the credibility of doctors, science, medicine. Um, it, it, you know, you have doctors right now that are... <laughs> are horrible on this, are not treating people. Um, they just, you know, take some aspirin and go home. There are treatments that are available, but the uh, doctors are afraid to uh, prescribe anything or they're, you know, um, part of this this brainwashing cabal on uh, coronavirus. I think when there is another real problem, science and uh, medicine is going to be in real, real trouble. Do you yeah, feel that, that coming? Well, the other side of the coin on that, Glenn, is this. While the government doctors and the ones who control government policy have been awful, there's arisen a real group of amazing doctors out there. The three yes. doctors who did the Great Barrington Declaration, Jay Bhattacharya, Martin Kulldorff, and Dr. Uh, Gupta, I believe, from Oxford, 
these are amazing doctors. They're now putting out stuff on uh, brownstone.org. They've become associated with Hillsdale College. Dr. Atlas is part of that. Marty McCary, who you've seen on Fox, is amazing. There are some amazing doctors out there, but it's all sort of peripheral in the sense that they're on podcasts. They're a case on conservative media. But, you know, it wasn't just those three. The Great Barrington Declaration was signed by uh, 50,000 doctors, including myself. So, you know, this is, we're not a small group, and we're out here, but we do have to push back. And the one thing I'll say on therapeutics that everybody needs to know, and many doctors don't even know this, you know, there was the discussion on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and I've largely stayed out of that because I think I don't know the answer. But mm-hmm. now even organized medicine is saying fluvoxamine, F-L-U-V-O-X-A-M-I-N-E, is an antidepressant, and it mm-hmm. has some anti-inflammatory properties. Instead of staying home and doing nothing, it's a very safe antidepressant. You can take that for a week, talk to your doctor, and it may well lessen your risk of being in the hospital. There are treatments out there. Uh, inhaled steroids are pretty benign. Yes. And most, uh, a lot of doctors are now starting to prescribe that. There's a Dr. Bartlett who's been a real hero out in West Texas talking about this. Mm-hmm. So, um, But people have to be informed, and you can't go along anymore and just say, oh, well, the doctor told me there's nothing to do. Call another doctor. Call your doctor back and say you're sicker, and it's 24 hours later. Can I get the monoclonal antibodies today that you wouldn't give me yesterday? So you have to be an advocate. And really, I tell people all the time, particularly if you're getting older, you need an advocate. You need your spouse to be an advocate, but you also need your kids to be an advocate because the medical world's a complicated world, and it's full of opinions and, and disagreements. But you have to advocate for your family if you want to get them the best treatment. Last question, uh, Rand, is, uh, uh, is an overall question. I said to President Trump a couple of weeks ago in an interview that I did with him, this is so out of control. Every department is out of control. Um, and I think that we need to shut these agencies down. And I said, you, you at least have to fire everyone in these federal agencies that have any kind of you know bureaucratic role get them all out and uh, and return to factory settings he said it will be impossible to do unless we have the right uh, gop members and a real commitment to it is you know i i just wrote a book on the great reset i think we need a have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in and restore factory settings I think that yeah, movement I'm, I'm is with, coming. I, I'm with you on eliminating agencies. Many of these agencies have no good purpose, and I would eliminate them completely. But I'm mm-hmm. also for firing people. And so I can tell you the reason Anthony Fauci became prominent was establishment Republicans, head of committees over in the Senate, all loved him at first. And they said Trump's too erratic, and we don't like what Trump is saying in press conferences. We need a steady hand of a scientist. So in the first couple of press conferences, Fauci actually, before he contradicted himself and then contradicted himself and then contradicted himself, sort of sounded reasonable and scientific. Yeah. And, and But he evolved into sort of this media diva who's a partisan left-wing Democrat now. He's nothing else. He is a politician. He wants to take down his enemies. He is not objective in any form. But Trump should have fired him. But what ended up happening is everybody around Trump said, oh, you can't fire him, you can't fire him, or, uh, you know, all hell will break loose. We can't do it before the election. Well, no, he destroyed it for nine months. Trump and Atlas and all the other reasonable people were saying we need to try to save and prevent this illness from those who are vulnerable, the elderly, et cetera. 
And then Fauci was out there saying everybody needs to be vaccinated and wear four masks on their head. And so that's the problem we ran into. But if there ever were another Republican administration, we need someone with a strong enough will to fire these people and to yeah. get rid of them. And Congress to do it. it. A lot of these things have to be done by Congress. So uh, good luck. And uh, and you're right. We we have to have strong leaders in Congress. Elections do have consequences. Rand, thank you for the hard fight. Appreciate it. Um, our uh, sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. Imagine what you could do if all of a sudden you were able to cut your phone bill down by a significant amount every month maybe as much as half. And when you pay that bill every month, you have the peace of mind knowing that a portion of your bill is going to pay for support of conservative causes that you believe in. This is what is called a classical win-win. And only Patriot Mobile offers exactly that. They're a lot cheaper than the big mobile companies, but they operate on the same cell towers. So you're getting the same great service. And they're America's only Christian conservative phone company. So shelling out your hard-earned money to somebody who's going to turn around and give it to something like Planned Parenthood, if that doesn't sound appetizing to you, then you need to make the change right now. We have to stand together. You want to change the world? Stop doing business with people who despise you and are working against you. Go into business with people like Patriot Mobile. They'll save you a buttload of money, great service, and they are on your side. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Sometimes it's the small steps that make all the difference. Change today. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. Just a, a COVID update uh, on me. I've, you know, I've been taking ivermectin uh, and hydroxychloroquine, and it's strange. I, in the last 24 hours, feel better, but I have a giant craving for sugar cubes and hay. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know what that is. How's but, your worm uh, problem uh, coming along? Oh, completely dewormed. Really? I'm completely dewormed. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah no worms. Wow. No worms. Uh, at least that I know of, and I don't really want to check. You know, if I have worms in me, I'd rather not know. Um, I'd rather not know. Tanya was, was mentioning to me that you seem to be running around a large track uh, over and over again, and people are wagering yeah, yeah, on I you. Thought I, it was a, I thought it was kind of like, hey, I want to get into shape, but it's more of a horse race kind of feel. Really? You know? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have uh, mm. uh, my small grandchildren. I strap them to my back, <laughs> and I run in circles. It's uh, On all fours, uh, which is, Yeah, again, on all fours, and I dress them in uh, really bl- brightly colored silks. Really? Uh, which, yeah. So it's a fashion thing as well. So the fashion ivermectin thing. is working, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. In, yeah. In full yeah. form. In full you form. You know, these are the things that, I mean, you know, there are consequences to everything. That's why, you know, most of the drug ads have 30 seconds of might cause leprosy. Right. <laughs> okay. But most likely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things out there that you can try and do, and it is important that you treat it. And don't let your doctor just say, well, nothing you can do. Call me back in a week and we'll see. The first week is critical to make sure you get some sort of treatment. All right. We'll see you tonight. Nine o'clock. Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.